Let's talk about E3. Um, I guess really we'll just focus on Microsoft and Nintendo because I mean, well, well, yeah. <laughs> this year's E3 was a difficult one, I think, to get mm. to really get through. I mean, you you have the you know your Bethesda's and EA and stuff. I mean, a lot of the presentations felt a bit difficult. A lot of the presentations, honestly, like especially from Bethesda, just felt like long drawn out apologies, which was kind of funny. It's like sorry, yes. our game was so bad. Um, felt like a, a like it was really funny actually. Like I watched this compilation video of 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 these types of uh, parts of the presentations, where everyone's just talking about like how much they love the feedback they get from their players and like uh, the 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 like the community and how engaged they are when everyone's just saying like people were really mad at us i kind of it was kind of funny but like that seems like it's been a bit of a theme um and i think a lot of the games that were announced by a lot of these companies and a lot of the games that are coming out um over the next little while there seems to be a bit of pushback from the game companies on the types of games that were being made it's like what i kind of mean is it feels like less online less multiplayer and more of a focus again on story driven single player stuff because it seems like the things that upset people the most is bad multiplayer experiences right like that Mm -hmm. seems to have been a thing but but anyway so i'm thinking like the new star wars game or whatever seems to have like a really heavy single player component right which is there hasn't been a star wars game from ea that has been like that. And then they didn't even show off. Like I, I was reading an article on Kotaku uh, uh, about like, there's actually more than what they showed off for, what was it called? The, um, it's the respawn game, right? Um, it's got a subtitle, like Jedi something. Is it Fallen Order or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, there, it's, it's got like Metroid elements to it. So like you can you can use a spaceship and you can backtrack and once you unlock new abilities, you can go back. So that's an actual single player uh, single player adventure, which sounds I mean, I'm not into Star Wars, but I actually want to play that game because it looks really good. But yep. speaking of, before we move to Microsoft and Nintendo, speaking of other conferences, I gotta mention Mike, Square Enix and the Final Fantasy VII remake that they finally showed off and it looks incredible. I know that you probably don't care about this, but as it's somebody... It's difficult for me to be excited about it because I didn't yeah. play the first one. Yeah. But I know that, like, everyone was freaking out it about it. It looks so. amazing. <laughs> it looks amazing. It looks even better, of course, than what they originally showed off three years ago? Mm-hmm. Four years? Probably 2015, I guess. Yeah, it was a long time ago because I hadn't even moved into this house when they showed that off, like the house that I'm oh in my. now, and I've been here for two years. Because I remember uh, texting with you when they announced it, and I remember where I was, and I was in my old house then, which is oh my, crazy. Yeah. Um, so, And this is just part one of course of the remake and it's not even clear like would you even be able to to leave the first city of midgar in in the in the first volume of this remake it's oh, so they're, they're splitting it up into multiple games oh yeah super weird <laughs> oh, yeah. why are they doing that uh they announced this uh originally that it was going to be okay. like a multi-volume thing um but like it's not clear at the moment just how much 
stuff there will be in volume one. What they've said is that a lot of the work was to create the foundation, like the graphics and the the gameplay framework for the first game, but the future chapters will take less time to put together. But then again, being Square Enix, can you even trust them on release dates when they say, oh, it won't take much to do volume two and three? Yeah, because there is something kind of funny about like, we're going to split the game up into volumes and you think to yourself, oh, that means it probably won't be too long. And then four years later, it's like, it's volume one. (laughs) Yeah, there was a there was a tweet uh, from from a few years ago, uh, I think from Jason Schreier, uh, when they they announced that they were going to remake Final Fantasy VII and it was going to be multiple chapters. Is I think he said something along the lines of Final Fantasy VII remake announced in 2015, and all of the volu- all of the chapters will be finally completed by 2030 or something like that. Which honestly, <laughs> I could see that happening. So we're kind of going there. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. So anyway, it'll be good to have uh, Volume One comes out in March, and I cannot wait. All right, so Microsoft, Microsoft. Yes. Uh, so Microsoft had a bunch of stuff. Obviously, Microsoft were the only platform vendor with an E3 keynote, right? Because um, Nintendo do direct, so they're not there, even though they have mm-hmm. Treehouse there. And Sony just straight up skipped this year, which we knew was going to happen, right? Which is why they, one of the many reasons that they they had their, here's the PS5 thing a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other reason was because they just wanted to stick it to Microsoft, which they did. But one of the things that Microsoft spent time talking about was the next Xbox. It's currently called Project Scarlet. This will probably not be the same not be the name in the way mm. that Scorpio was not the name for their One X, right? Yeah. Um, some of the statistics or some of the f- facts that they've given, up to 8K, up to 120 frames per second is what the hardware will be capable of. Sure. Hardware accelerated ray tracing. Okay. Um, like Sony, they're going to be having a heavy focus on reduced loading times. This seems to be like a real big thing. This is going to be the defining thing of this next console generation is the... Re- Reduction in loading times. Yeah. And we'll probably get it for a couple of years before game developers then get too uh, excited about the power and then they make the games even better and better and more graphically intensive and then we just end up with longer loading times again. But at least for a while, there will be reduced loading times. Um, They are going to be focusing this on the SSD like Sony and they gave a little bit more detail than Sony did. I don't know if Sony will be doing it this way as well, but Microsoft said that they're going to be using the SSD as virtual RAM, which will also... Uh, just increase their overall performance. It is a lot of like what we heard about the PlayStation 5, which was expected, uh, and it's going to be coming out in holiday 2020, which mm. is not far. It's not right? far at So all. they have a year to show us what's going to be coming with this console. They've only shown one game, Halo Infinite. Clever, show Halo. Halo Infinite's going to be a launch title with the next console. Uh, looks like a Halo game. Hmm. Not a lot of talk about entertainment, just just games, which is... I they guess are it, heavy on the games and the gamer. Yeah. Uh, there was nothing about entertainment, and I do not think Microsoft will be making that mistake again. Yeah. They are... Microsoft now feel like Sony two or three years ago. Yes. Where they realized what we can do is double down on the gamer, and they're doing that. Um, and they are focusing heavily on it. It is not a defining characteristic anymore because Sony does it as well. But like all of the presentation and all of the videos, they're talking about the gamers, the gaming community, the Xbox community. They were doing some interesting stuff in this little video I watched where they're like, you know, 
all of your old accessories will work. And it's like, this is four years worth of games and, you know, like four console generations, they call it, in, in one package, right? Because they want to do like good backwards compatibility with the Game Pass and stuff like that. Like they're really like saying like, you know, you'll be able to bring all your stuff along with you. Like that, they're, they're kind of ringing out all of the things that people want on their checklists, right? Mm-hmm. To and But they're doing it in a really interesting marketing way. Most powerful console ever, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I want to come back to this in a minute, like when we kind of wrap up this thing and just just touch on this again. But uh, a couple of other games that were shown off: Elden Ring, uh, which is a new game from From Software, uh, yes. Dark Souls, and Bloodborne. This is being written in collaboration with George R. R. Martin, which is crazy. Yeah, um, they are capitalizing on the Game of Thrones success, right? It's just like this is a clever way to sell a game right now is to attach his name to it but honestly like the people behind dark souls and the creator of game of thrones that feels like a really good pairing like i'm intrigued to see what they could make together it sounds incredible i just wish personally speaking that from software games were easier (laughs) because i really want to play these games but I'm also about to turn 31 and I have responsibilities and I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of time to keep dying in a video game. You know, I wanted to really get into Sekiro a few months ago. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I asked a friend of the show, Mohamed Tahir, uh, like, how difficult is it? Like, is it like Bloodborne? It's like, yeah, you probably don't want to play this game. So... Yeah, they're incredibly difficult, all of those games. It is worth noting that like Microsoft showed this off, but it's not exclusive. Mm-hmm. It's a PlayStation game too, but they they had the like ability to show it off on stage. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, four-player, multiplayer, uh, Diablo-style dungeon-crawling game. Okay. What I like about this announcement, the game can be as good or bad as it is, like whatever. Microsoft are continuing to expand the Minecraft IP without harming the main game. And I think the restraint that Microsoft have shown with Minecraft is kind of unbelievable because they could have really messed with it and they have not. But they are using the IP that they own, but they are not touching Minecraft, right? Like Minecraft is continuing to get more uh, enhancement to it. Just as a fun fact for you, Federico, I don't know if you knew this, but as of a few weeks ago, Minecraft is the uh, best-selling video game of all time. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. it beat Tetris. Wow, I didn't know this. Because Minecraft just turned 10, and they saved this announcement for their 10th anniversary because they hadn't updated sales figures. They hadn't released updated sales figures in a few years, and I think they were clearly waiting. Um, but now they have announced that they've sold more more copies than Tetris. Wow, I had no Isn't idea. Isn't that incredible? It is. It is. Like, if you think the winner was Tetris and it took this long, but now, wow. there's, a, now there's a new number one. I think it's, it's really remarkable how Microsoft has been able to stay away from the main game. They've done, you know, multiple spin-offs at this point. There's the new mm-hmm. AR game uh, for smartphones. Minecraft Worlds. Yeah. Which looks fantastic. That's going to be really good. But they, they, they've done a good job at not making the main, the core Minecraft game any worse. In fact, they've probably... They've made it better. They've made it better. They have made it better. Yeah, they've added like underwater. They've added tons of stuff. Um, but they are not They are not regressing on the actual main game itself. Um, one of the themes of the last 12 months for Microsoft is buy everything. And they bought another studio. Uh, they bought Double Fine Productions. 
which Team is Schaefer. I mean, this was wild. super surprising to me. Yeah, this uh, was a huge surprise. No one saw this coming. Yeah. Uh, they shut off the trailer for Psychonauts 2, um, mm-hmm. which is one of the games that I'm probably going to buy on Xbox. I want to try and see how I can play the original uh, Psychonauts. It's probably on PlayStation. It will come out. Yeah. They'll bring it out on Xbox out. now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. They are, like, this is why I am becoming increasingly interested in Microsoft, because they saw their problem and they threw money at it. And I have a lot of respect for a company that will do what they're doing in the way that they're doing it. They knew their problem was they needed more first-party games. So they bought a bunch of studios. They own a bunch of IP now. Like, there's a rich history of IP in Double Fine, right, that they can draw from. But they also bought, like, companies that are just good at making video games. And they're going to make a bunch of video games for Microsoft. Like, they saw what their problem was, and now they're going to have it fixed for the next console. Right, like that's what they've spent the last year doing, like buying all these companies that have probably got interesting games in development, and like we want that game and that game and that game. So we're just gonna buy you, mm-hmm. and you're gonna work for us. We're gonna release that game as an exclusive, and then we're gonna work on a bunch of other cool stuff together. I think it's admirable, honestly, the way that they have just gone out to try and make this happen for them. I mean, and you know, you can say what you want about like the reduction in competition. It's like I get all of that, but. I think that this is like they are just they are brute force in the solution, and I think it's an, a very interesting way of dealing with that problem. It's a kind of problem that can be solved by money, and of course, now there's a, there's a there's an argument to be made about you know does Microsoft have the culture like institutionally speaking? Do they have the culture for you know fostering a first party or second party development uh, developer ecosystem? I don't know. Probably, I guess they're not. You know, they've been in this game for like twenty years at this point. The, well, it's like you know they they did a great job with some of their other stuff, and we just use Minecraft as an example. Exactly. So they've owned Mo, they've they bought Mojang years ago and have been able to leave it alone. Yeah. So um, this is all for the Xbox Game Pass, right? This is this is where the re- this is where this all starts to shine, because Xbox Game Pass is like it's a subscription service, and then you get all of the first party games at release, right? All of the exclusive games at release, as well as a bunch of other stuff. That's like one of the reasons that it is interesting to be in the Xbox ecosystem right now. Is that is a very good prospect, right? Um, and they announced Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, where you get it's a bundle deal of Game Pass for Xbox, Game Pass for PC, and Xbox Live Gold for fifteen dollars a month. That is a deal. That is an excellent deal. That's a steal for Game you Pass. You can play games everywhere, right? Like if you are in the Xbox PC world, right? And you get the live for fifteen dollars. That is crazy. That is that's a real. I've been meaning to sign up for Game Pass myself. There's a couple of games that I really want to play when they come out. Um, we're gonna talk about one of them in a minute, Gears Five. But it's also the uh, the um, the Outer Worlds, the new game mm-hmm. from uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, they showed off the trailer. Uh, that looks really good to me. And there's also like the the, the catalog is really growing. I mean, you, I bought it, but you know, Forza Horizon is on Game Pass. Uh, Tomb Raider is on a, is on Game Pass. Rocket League. It's really uh, it's become quite a collection of game. I mean, Halo, the Master Chief Collection is on Game Pass. So all of these first-party games are available there and for $15 and it includes Xbox Live. I mean, I'm probably not going to use it, but you know, just it's it's a good deal. And for $15 a month, if you got one good game every 2 months, 
Exactly. You're making your money back. Yeah. Right? And considering it's not old games, it's not like um, the PlayStation Live or whatever. No, PSN, the PSN. They give you games and they're good games, but they're usually older games, typically, right? Mm-hmm. But they're good games. But and like one but one of the differences is you get them, you own them, like whatever they they're yours. And it's cool, right? Like it's a nice perk of what is effectively just like Xbox Live or whatever. But but you know, the paying and getting brand new games, like triple A video yep. games, yeah. day in date for that price, it's really good it's a very good price i'm just gonna say that between game pass and what they've been doing with the backwards compatibility with the original xbox and 360 and some of those games they actually get um um the the, some of the 360 games they have 4k Mm -hmm. resolution on xbox microsoft Mm -hmm. has been killing it in terms of expanding the games catalog on the xbox one um i mean you can play uh panzer dragoon orta in 4k that's a game that came out on the original xbox on your xbox one i mean that's just incredible um you know it's the you know the microsoft are doing between the Game Pass subscription service and the support for older generations, including better graphics, they're doing exactly what I was hoping that Nintendo would do. But Microsoft is doing it. And I think it's impressive. Microsoft have been able to make a good thing out of a bad situation. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think that they have really shown that. And I think it's kind of... It's kind of incredible. Like I'm looking around the Game Pass website, like right now, and like looking at the games available, and it's like there's so many good games in here, right? I, I didn't Minecraft even know that. Is in here. Football Manager is in here. Astroneer is Astroneer. I got it on PC. That's a fun game. Just Cause Four is in here. Gears of War, Wolfenstein Two, uh, Monster Hunter World, State of Decay, uh, Sea of Thieves. This is a game that I still think is super fun. Like Mortal Kombat Ten, right? Like they're all. It's what like you can just you could just go play any of these games. It's a great deal, right? Mm-hmm. And and it seems like it's only getting better. And that price, that fifteen dollar price, like here's another one. So you, you mentioned Gears of War five, right? It's coming out in September. This is like a great reason to have the Game Pass, right? Because you're going to get this game day and date. But you also get it four days early if you signed up to the ultimate one. Oh, nice! Huh. Just little things like that. Um, and then th- kind of the big game, the big game on the horizon for for uh, Microsoft is Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, it's going to be out in April 2020, and the big surprise was Keanu Reeves is in the game. <laughs> yeah, that was an amazing reveal. Including- it was very good. Your breathtaking. Exactly. I was about to mention that the meme of your breathtaking. Um, have you have you seen the gameplay footage for this game? It looks wild. Mm. So you are actually so, intrigued yeah. by the game. I w- yes, this mm. would be if I don't already. If this reviewed well, this would be a I'm going to buy an Xbox for this game. Mm. I don't know. I I I was hoping for like The Witcher Three, but in the future, and it looks very uh, first person shootery instead. I guess it's first is- person all the time, except in some instances where it's third person, which is kind of weird. There are like some scenes that would be third person, yeah. but otherwise it's first person and the driving is third person. I guess I want to see what the RPG elements are like. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's just, it, it is an RPG game 
it's, it's open just in world, yeah. but it's for, it's in first person. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna get this game if it reviews well, and the the fact that they got Keanu is just incredible. Yeah, um, they also uh, they also men- they also covered the. I guess everybody's talking about this between Google and Microsoft and Sony uh, cloud game streaming. So they shut off the X Cloud. Is that is that a code name or is that an official name? Do we know yet? They're still calling it X Cloud. I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the actual official name will be. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts? I guess not just about XCloud, but about, about Google Stadia as well. Like your your thoughts on on streaming. Do you feel like it's something that I mean, besides testing it for curiosity when, when it's available, but do you think it's something that you would actually use? Like play an Xbox game on your phone or your iPad when you're not at home? I feel like I'm more likely to use a system like uh, created by uh, Microsoft or Sony mm. as a way to continue to, to have the Nintendo Switch experience, right? right? Yeah. Of playing the game that I'm playing at home on the go. I wouldn't sign up for Stadia because that seems like a ripoff to me. You I can't understand buy the it. game and you buy the game pay for and Stadia. Pay. <laughs> yeah. It kind of doesn't really feel like what I would want. Like, why would I do this and not just, I mean, I guess like, you know, it all depends on how companies like Microsoft and PlayStation roll it in. Right. Cause technically I'm already paying them anyway. But it just doesn't seem like a compelling offer to me to pay Google and then buy the games. Like I, when I could do that elsewhere, like I would prefer when I'm at home to be playing it not over the cloud, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't think I want to do that at home because I may as well use a console. And I get it if like you don't want to buy a console, but I'm still the type of person that wants to own a games console, right? So like I'm gonna get the consoles anyway because I want to get all the big games that I want to get. So like for me, I mean it might make sense if you are not a console person, but for someone like me, someone like you who's gonna buy a PlayStation or an Xbox, Google Stadia seems like not a good deal. Because we'd be pay we'd have to buy the hardware for that which is still going to be like $130 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And by that point, you're like two-thirds of the way to a console anyway. So like, <laughs> mm, what are we doing? right? And then you're paying them every month and then still buying the games where like I could, as we just explained, right? My expectation, I don't notice, but I bet like xCloud will be included in the Game Pass. Like you, So then I'm paying, let's imagine I'm paying $15 a month and I'm getting all those games and I can stream them on my phone. Yeah. And I don't have to buy anything. Yeah, or maybe you pay 20 and you have like Game Pass Plus or something and, and you can also stream them or something like that. I could see like yeah. a second tier. Um, yeah, with, with Stadia, it feels to me as if like, as if you were to watch a movie or a TV show and you were to buy like, like, a, like a streaming stick and the movie on iTunes and also pay for streaming. Like, yes, that's what it's like. It, it feels like this, this isn't what I expected. What I expected was Google would say it's $25 a month or whatever, and then that's it. And I guess you got to buy the controller or whatever and yeah. the stick. Yeah. And that would have felt like more of a compelling prospect to me because, so like something with a, an all, all you can eat service, I'm more likely to try out a game that I wouldn't otherwise try. But if I'm already paying them every month, I'm not then going to buy games for $50 or £50 each, hoping that they're good. 
right? But on the Game Pass or on a Netflix-like service for games, I can try anything and it doesn't matter, right? Because it's it's not costing me anything to try it. Mm-hmm. Stadia's not it. Like, I don't think Google's going to do very well here because I can't imagine how they're going to be able to offer something better than Microsoft or Sony. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, I would say that overall positive feeling about Microsoft this year. So uh, positive. Yeah. Like, let me say, my, uh, Microsoft, you did a good job in keeping that keynote because people like me who have been a bit like, eh, I don't know, Microsoft, like, I have a much different opinion about you because all of my focus was on you. I think that this has ended up being not a great thing for Sony. Mm. Um, I mean, they, they probably made the right move because they didn't have anything to show. Like, Microsoft had some stuff to show. I don't think Sony's got a lot of stuff to show. They haven't got a lot of games coming out, like, on, on the horizon, right? A lot of exclusive stuff, it seems like, right? Because it just doesn't feel like that's... That there's... I can't think of, like, a lot of big stuff like a Spider-Man... Mm-hmm. Right, that's coming down the the road for for Sony. They made the right choice for them, I'm sure. But like Microsoft just came out of this shining, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, makes me want to play my Xbox more. Yeah, I think I don't I don't own an Xbox right now, but I think I'm gonna. I think I will be getting in on the next next um, revision. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it it feels like a good deal. I mean, or at least I should sign up for Game Pass for PC, which I've not done yet. Yeah, you do have a gaming PC, so you should do that. I feel that. like I should do that. I mm-hmm. feel like I should do that. All right, let me take a break. We'll talk about Nintendo. Yes. This episode of Remaster is brought to you by Clear. Clear makes your life safer, simpler, and more secure by letting you be your own ID so you can get through security faster at airports and stadiums. Clear works by using your eyes and your fingertips to get you through security because you are your best ID. Clear helps you get through security faster in over 50 stadiums and airports across the US. They have family plans available, plus kids under 18 travel free with a Clear member. It's super easy to set up. You just create an account online in the comfort of your own home. Then when you get to the airport, you'll meet a Clear ambassador to help you with the rest. This type of thing, like I see these Clear uh stands in the airports it's like that it's just got to be able to do so much to help you reduce your travel stress and just get you through those lines it's wonderful it is a great way to get through airport security and listeners of this show can get their first two months of clear for free just go to clearme.com remaster and use the code remaster at checkout so go check it out right now clearme.com remaster and the code remaster at c-l-e-a-r-m-e.com remaster and the code remaster so you can enjoy two free months of clear our thanks to clear for their support of this show and all of relay fm so nintendo they've done again a nintendo direct um video big direct this year big one they spent some time showing off mr bowser they mm-hmm. did the very obvious right brought out brought the cartoon bowser that was good though i mean that was expected. it was fine it was it was you know there wasn't really much they could do with that other than what they did right it's like what well, it was always going to be an obvious joke but it, they did a good job of it yeah it's, it still was very strange not to have reggie in there mm, but mm-hmm. um you know uh, it was fine um let's go over some of the games um because that's basically all that all that we got no hardware news uh, uh you know the rumors a few months ago were saying uh, nintendo's gonna show off a smaller switch and a switch pro but no uh, no hardware just games um including a big reveal at the end, which we'll get to at the end. Um, 
Luigi's Mansion 3 uh, is looking really good. This is uh, being developed by Next Level Games. They worked on Dark Moon, which was the Luigi's Mansion 2 for 3DS a few years ago. They appear to have learned from Dark Moon in that they are abandoning the mission-based structure of the portable game. They're going back to sort of free-form exploration. This time, Luigi is visiting a big mansion um, that has uh, quite a bit of variety in terms of stages. I've seen like a movie set inside of this mansion, which looks incredible. Um, Yeah, it really just felt like they chose mansion because they could say it's different rooms and then they could just do whatever yeah. they wanted inside of those rooms. <laughs> yeah. So um, the the you know the there was a treehouse um, gameplay video which I recommend uh, watching because it really shows shows off the gameplay and the new mechanics. Uh, there's new moves, uh, new catching mechanics for ghosts. Uh, you can now it's it's more of a like a combat system almost at this point. Um, and of course the game looks great. Uh, the you know the the atmosphere and the you know I always loved Luigi's Mansion. I I was super into the original game on GameCube. 15 years ago um this one looks great the only concern i guess that i have no exact release date yet i am concerned about this just 2019 sure nintendo are doing a bad job with Mm. meeting their dates yeah at the moment i know good nintendo i know i don't like my only hope is they are aware of this, which is why they have not set a month on this, mm-hmm. right? Where they're like, they're confident it will be before the end of the year, but they have not, like, it's like confident it will be the end of the year, but they're not sure when. And they don't want to say when, just in case they don't meet it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I already know this is a game that I'm going to get on the Switch. It looks it looks super fun, and, and it looks lovely. So, uh, also... The game that I'm going to get as soon as possible. In fact, I am trying to understand how to get the collector's edition on Amazon or if I need to get in contact with my video game store owner slash friend. Um, Link's Awakening is coming to the Switch. I've never seen a video game that looks like this one. It looks incredible. So this is a remake of the original Game Boy game. It's launching on September 20th. So we do have a date. There's going to be an Amiibo and there's going to be a collector's edition. Did you know, Mike, that the collector's edition will have a Game Boy steel case? A steel case that looks like an original Game Boy in the collector's edition. In addition to artwork, in addition to a bunch of other things. So... Oh boy, that's got you written all over it. Yeah, the game is being developed by Grezzo. Grezzo, they did the 3DS conversions of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. So they actually, they did a good job with those, um, not remakes, but ports from the Nintendo 64. And this new Link's Awakening, of course, is much more than just a a port. It's a complete remake, and it looks incredible. The art direction, the style, the the top-down perspective with the the basically looks like you're looking at like a like a diorama or like a like a miniature set with the with the shallow depth of field. It looks really good. Um, Digital Foundry they've done a technical analysis and comparison between the original game and the remake based on the ten minutes of gameplay that they were able to get and record at E3. They mentioned how 
Grezzo did an incredible job in staying faithful to the original game in terms of even just down to the placement of trees and birds and butterflies in the overworld like they are in the same exact spot but of course they've been remade graphically speaking um they did notice so they, they are they are speculating that the game is probably being developed with the unreal engine they did notice some performance issues in the e3 demo with uh frame rate going down to 30 ish uh, instead of 60, and Nintendo is very famous for, you know, doing it traditionally, an excellent job in locking games to 60 frames per second. So they do say that hopefully we'll get there by the final release. They notice how when Nintendo showed off uh, Yoshi's Crafted World, performance was not good and the graphics were not as good as the final product. So hopefully there's still time in the summer f to do these kinds of optimizations because honestly, the graphics already look great. It's just a matter of locking that frame rate to 60 uh, frames per second. So hopefully we'll get there. I am super excited for this game. And there's also a special mode that is not Zelda Maker, which is what some people thought when they shut it off, but you can sort of design your own dungeon. Um, so it's yeah, I saw that. It looks like fun. Yeah, um, should be fun. And and basically, Nintendo is saying, well, if it goes well, maybe in the future we'll consider Zelda Maker or something like that. We just want to sort of test the waters and see if people if people actually like it. I cannot wait for this game. It's yeah, it man. seems like the perfect game for me to play once I'm done with my iOS review. Cadence of Hyrule is fun. Mm. Yeah, I it like is. Playing and, that. and difficult. <laughs> yeah, very hard, but I like it. Very good game. Yeah. Uh, have you find? I remember this came out when we were at WWDC in California together. But did you finally watch the Pokemon video? I did watch the Pokemon. Video. Okay. Thoughts? I mean, I'm incredibly excited. Mm. Like it looks fantastic. For what I want, I mean, I'm so biased on this stuff anyway. But like, I am very excited about about Sword and Shield. Mm -hmm. Everything they're showing me is only making me more excited. Mm -hmm. Like things like you know, there's this seems like there is a Pokemon in the overworld in the wild area, yes, right, which I really cool. I think is really cool. And there's like free camera movement there too. It's like a big exploration thing, which is different. But they're finding a way to like try and take advantage of what they have like available to them. The what is it called? Raymax, Dynamax, Dynamax. That's an interesting mechanic. I mean, I think it's better than the Mega Evolutions. I like that they're doing like a four, like you can multiplayer some stuff, which yeah. is fun. I think it looks great. I'm really excited about it. Like, Same. I'm really, really excited about it. Same. Like, it bums me out a little how, like, if you look on Twitter and if you follow, um, his name is, I think it's Joe Merrick. He runs Cerebi.net, uh, the, the Pokemon website. All the all the the hate that he's been getting for uh, this whole controversy that's been going on. Basically, at E3 during Treehouse Live, um, the producer of, of um, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Junichi, Junichi Masuda, he mentioned how Sword and Shield will not offer a full Pokédex of over 800 Pokémon. It'll be a, a limited Pokédex with just Pokémon from the Galar region, which means that you may have the new generation of Pokémon, some older generation, 
generations, but you will not have all the Pokemon that currently exist, over 800 of them. They will not be all together in this game. People were expecting Sword and Shield to be the ultimate Pokemon game with all of the creatures that have ever been invented and designed, but it'll be limited. So, be 400, 500, we don't know. And people have been online, people have been really angry and really upset. Nintendo motivated, uh, and Masuda specifically motivated this decision uh, decision by saying um, uh, that basically they wanted to make sure that uh, with, with the Pokemon that they chose for Sword and Shield, that they could hit a certain level quality in terms of animations, in terms of graphics, and also in terms of balancing the gameplay. Because, of course, the more Pokemon you add to a game, the more movesets, for example, you got to consider. And the trickier it becomes to make sure that gameplay is balanced and that you don't end up with some Pokemon that are strong, obviously strong, stronger than others. And once you, you know, this is difficult enough to do with 150 Pokemon. Imagine with 800. Um, it's, it's really difficult and I can imagine a daunting task. And also, I guess this game is coming out in November. And I assume that Nintendo did not want to delay this game to make sure that Mm-mm. they could have... This is their holiday game. This is their holiday game. And so I could imagine why and how they might cut, I don't know, game, uh, Pokemon from Diamond and Pearl or Black and White, you know, those DS generations that were probably not as successful as, as some of the others. So... I get why people are upset. I think some people are too upset about this and like some comments uh, that mean, you see I online. I can't get upset about Honestly, this. Honestly, I'm not upset. I mean, <laughs> if, it, if it does upset you, that's fine. But like for me and how I play these games, I just, I have no time for that. Yeah, like, exactly. Whatever. Like I cannot even remember all of the original 151 like you yeah. give me you give yeah. me 400 and instead of not 800 oh wow yeah i'm so upset like no it totally works for me like i actually prefer to have a smaller pokédex because it yes. means that i will probably have a better chance at completing it so you know i'm totally fine with this the game looks amazing they are mixing some elements from traditional main series pokemon and let's go like the overworld for example and that you actually see the pokemon this is exactly what i wanted them to do this game looks incredible i cannot wait i will be playing dozens and dozens of hours by christmas season uh with my switch and are you getting sword or shield mike um, I'm probably gonna get shield because oh, okay, the I'm getting legendary. Sword. Okay, I I, I kind of find something ridiculous about a Pokemon with a sword in its mouth. It doesn't feel right to me. It's a good dog, though. They're both good dogs. The 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 because I don't remember their names right now. But the shield one, like the shield, is built into the body of that Pokemon. Mm-hmm. The sword one just has a sword. Yeah, because which is it, just a weapon. Because the dog fetched the sword for you. No, but like there's something about a Pokemon with a weapon that I don't <laughs> like. Right? Like, and it's not like a bone like Cubone has. This is just like an actual mur- deadly weapon. Mm. That Pokemon doing Slash would cut my Pikachu in half. I'm not happy about that. Uh, I have a problem with this, with just a Pokemon with a sword in its mouth. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me. So I'll be getting the shield one. Okay, perfect. I'll be getting sword, and we can exchange Pokemon that we catch. Perfect. 
you know, I I understand. Again, there's a controversy going on. Totally fine for me. I cannot wait for this game. It looks incredible. And then again, go check out the live gameplay video from Treehouse Live at E3, which, by the way, I really like Treehouse Live. It's a good way to actually get more information about games and actually see some gameplay. So uh, I wasn't sold on it the first few years, but now it's become like a tradition and I look forward to Treehouse Live every every E3. Yeah, so, I have the, the Pokemon Treehouse saved um, in my Watch Later queue on YouTube. Yeah. I haven't gotten to it yet, but that's one that I do really want to watch. Uh, actually, before we talk about the final thing, a uh, quick recap of other Nintendo uh, Switch news. Animal Crossing has been delayed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, Mike. It's been delayed to next year. The, the video was interesting to me because it looks like they are borrowing from Stardew a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is super interesting to me because it all comes around. But there looks to be way more farming and like making an environment for yep. yourself yep. in this uh, Animal Crossing than ones we've seen before. I think it's really disappointing that this slipped to 2020. I know. that I, I think that it is, a, it is a disappointment from Nintendo. I feel like they really... It was a shame that they showed told us it would be out this year and it has... It slipped all the way to the end, like like three months at least, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I know. It's called New Horizons, which is a good mm-hmm. title. Uh, but yeah, no 2019. Um, the Witcher 3 Complete Edition, including all the DLCs and all the expansion packs, is coming to the Switch, which is remarkable because The Witcher 3 is a huge game. So if you're into RPGs and, and open world games, this is a good one to get. Yeah, on PlayStation. You liked it? Yeah, not finished, which means... I mean, I have a huge backlog, but ideally, I would like to get back to The Witcher 3 at some point. Maybe yeah, on the Switch. Question. Isn't yeah. there sex in this game? Huh? Isn't there, like, sex in this game? I don't know. This is the first time I hear of it. So, huh. yeah. So I'm sure this is one... Like, I thought that that was the case. And so that... It, if that is the case, that's really interesting. It's a mature game on the Nintendo yes, platform. Yes, okay, so a quick Google would say that yes, there most definitely is. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it is, <laughs> it's interesting to me to see Nintendo doing stuff like this now. Yeah, I'm I mean, pleased that they are because I think it's time that they kind of open themselves up to a wider market of players mm-hmm. and and they have been with the switch since the beginning anyway they've had like some games with a lot more violence in them than we would normally see um but yeah i it was just it was just interesting f- to see that i think benjo and kazooie are coming to super smash brothers um seems like a lot of people are coming to super smash brothers <laughs> yeah uh they they announced a few characters at e3 um what was the other one um dragon quest Yes, Dragon yes. Quest, the right? hero, yeah. the hero from Dragon Quest is coming That's to it, because they've got a Dragon Quest remake. Was it like eleven or something? Is coming to the Switch. It's not. It's not a remake. It's eleven, but it came out on PlayStation uh, ah, before. Okay. Yeah. Right. Which right. this game actually came out in Japan like two years ago, and it's uh, it finally came to the West to PlayStation like I think a few months ago or last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's now coming to the Switch. I'm also very excited about this one. Um, so a bunch of characters coming to Smash. I mean, Benjo and Kazooie, very nice. Uh, you know, it's nice to see uh, characters from Rare coming to, coming to a Nintendo game again. Um, speaking of uh, uh, Japanese RPGs, uh, the excellent original Nino Kuni 
uh, is getting a remaster and coming to the Switch. So This game looks stunning. This game originally launched on PS3 and Studio Ghibli actually contributed to the character huh. design of this game. I can, you can see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the game is only being remastered on PS4 and Xbox. The Switch will be getting the original version. So still good, but of course, if you have a PS4, oh. uh, you know, the game is going to look better because you're going to get the remastered version, but the Switch is oh. getting the original graphics. Okay. Um, now, there's a final thing that we want to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. but before we get to that, uh, Mike, you want to thank our friends at Squarespace? I do. You should make your next move with Squarespace. They will let you easily create a website for your next idea or project. With Squarespace, you'll be able to register a domain for your website. You can customize and take advantage of beautiful templates and have all of the functionality at your fingertips to put your work online. If you want to create a store, a portfolio, or a blog, they have all of the tools that you're going to need and many other types of websites as well. I created a website for my wedding on Squarespace and they had template options just for that. So, and they also kind of set up a page structure for me so I knew what I needed to put on the site. It was really, really awesome. Squarespace is a great option because it's an all-in-one platform. They have all of this functionality built in and there's nothing for you to install or upgrade or patch. It's just all available for you. Squarespace have got you covered. And they have award-winning 24-7 customer support as well in case you need any help. Their templates are all award-winning. They're beautifully designed and they will help you show off your great ideas and your great work. You can sign up for a trial today and you can go and see for yourself how great Squarespace is going to be for your work. Go to squarespace.com slash remaster and you can get 10% off of a plan. Their plans start at just $12 a month of your first purchase. Website or domain, you can get 10% off and show your support for this show when you use the code remaster at checkout. So that's squarespace.com slash remaster and the code remaster for 10% of your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So I was expecting some news on Metroid, at least. Like, uh, my hope was for to get a reveal at the end of the Nintendo Direct of uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy finally being remastered for Switch. Mm-hmm. Instead, I got something so much better. Um, Breath of the Wild is getting a sequel. <laughs> this um, is crazy. Yeah. I mean, all right. Let's just say we knew, because they'd said, like there was going to be another Zelda game, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that wasn't a mystery. We knew there was going to be one. Mm -hmm. Did not think it would be this. Yeah, and did not think it would be... It looks to be, like, more far in development. Like, they're actually showing off, like, story elements, not just, like, a demo of Link Mm -hmm. running around in a field of grass like they did for the original Breath of the Wild because it's a sequel that builds upon Breath of the Wild. So they probably have the foundation of, the the, like, the main elements already done. And and also, reading through the interviews that um, Aonoma gave to a bunch of websites... um, Basically, they, they're they making a sequel because they had too many ideas for DLCs, like things that they wanted to add to Breath of the Wild. And so it, it definitely it sounds like this game, maybe it's not coming out in like five years, but maybe it's coming out, maybe not next year, but maybe early 2021, like March 2021. Could be possible. I don't think this is, it doesn't feel like this is the kind of game we got to wait four years for um, since the first reveal. Here's the thing. Is it 
because I haven't worked this out and you may have know because I know you've read more than me. Is this a sequel or a prequel? It's a sequel. So they're saying this is a sequel. Um, I'm going to get kind of spoilery here. All right. Um, okay. So let's assume that everybody has finished uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, you know, you fight against, you don't see Ganondorf in Breath of the Wild, you see Calamity Ganon. Um, mm-hmm. And you defeat Calamity Ganon at the very end uh, with Zelda by shooting the arrow of light um, to into Calamity Ganon. And the speculation that is going on, so if you look at this trailer that Nintendo showed off at E3, you see Zelda and Link together, which of course is raising some questions as to whether... Will Nintendo finally allow you to play as Zelda or Link? Um, they have to. They, I right. feel like they have to. They're being coy about it now. Like they're saying, ah, yeah. we can. They should be say- coy about it now, like because they want to build a bit of like uh, expectation, and and really they 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 need to be able to get that big kind of like pop from people when they show it off, right? Mm-hmm. Like later, like maybe mm-hmm. in like a year, but they cannot show. Zelda in action, which is what they're showing here, and not have her playable. Like, that would mm-hmm. be crazy. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, so, here's what the speculation right now is saying. Um, in the original Breath of the Wild, especially in the Faron region, there's hints um, of this old population of heroes of, uh, I think, uh, a war tribe, is how to describe them, called the Zonai. And they have very particular scriptures and signs and characters that they depicted on walls and, like, ancient ruins in Breath of the Wild. And in this trailer, we see Zelda and Link descending into this cave until they discover, like, a mummy, like a skeleton, like a corpse. Um, and then we see uh, like a montage of Link having this new type of like blue slash green energy coming out of his arm. Um, and we catch a glimpse of these um, signs and characters on the walls that look like the Zonai characters from the some regions of Breath of the Wild. And we also see how this corpse has um, red hair or what looks to be like like some kind of... I don't think it's a wig. Uh, I think it's red hair. Um, which So people are saying that that corpse may actually be Ganondorf. Or if not Ganondorf, the original hero from the uh, original um, um, what story told in Breath of the Wild of how... Um, but when the original Calamity Ganon appeared, like 10,000 years before mm-hmm. um, the events in Breath of the Wild, uh, Princess Zelda and the hero were able to fight against the evil, uh, the, the, the malice. Um, and while the story is being told, I think by King Roam, uh, we see a depiction of the hero, and the hero does not have blonde hair. The hero has red hair and also has some kind of blue ray of light coming out of his arm. Um, So basically, um, some folks are saying that Nintendo 
played us all along and that the hints of the Breath of the Wild 2 were in the original game as well. Uh, now, of course, you know, this is fun, like uh, following all this speculation and all these rumors. Oh, yeah. It's super fun. There's tons of YouTube videos that you can just search for Breath of the Wild 2 explained or theories and you will find all kinds of videos on YouTube. It's like when Westworld drops a new trailer and everybody's analyzing what they've seen in the trailer. I love for this kind of experience. I, I have lots of fun reading through these theories. But basically the idea would be that uh, Ganondorf was not in the original game. Um, the Triforce was not in the original game. And there were some inconsistencies in the original Breath of the Wild with this role of the ancient hero, the original hero, and the Zonai. Who are the Zonai? Nobody knows. So Nintendo may have the threads to continue this story in Breath of the Wild 2 to sort of expand the Breath of the Wild lore and also have a chance to touch upon recurring elements of the Zelda timeline, which is a whole mess. I just I watched a 25-minute video on the Zelda timeline a couple of days ago. It's incredibly complicated. But still, elements like the Triforce or like the Seven Sages or like Ganondorf and the Gerudo those elements were not touched upon at all in the original Breath of the Wild. So maybe in the sequel, we could see some, some you know, expansion of these themes. And finally, I would add that if you have the Masterworks uh, Zelda book for Breath of the Wild, which I do in Japanese, um, you will see some concept art. And among some of the concept art and the sketches that Nintendo, I think, also showed off at GDC a couple of years ago, you will see one where uh, Link has like a special arm uh, weapon, like some kind of energy beam type of deal coming out of his arm. Again, just like in the trailer. And you will also see a concept for a floating Hyrule castle, just like in the trailer for the sequel. So, uh, you know... Nintendo being Nintendo, maybe they had some plans uh, years ago, and now they're going back to those plans. I love the way this trailer ends, and it just says, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is now in development. Yeah. That's so it. freaking cool. And that's it. So yeah. cool. So uh, maybe this game will, you know, maybe this game will, will come out in four years, maybe it'll come out in two years. Talk about expectations, though. They really have to nail this. The sequel to the best game ever made. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be... Coming out within a few years, right? Like, I don't know how often that happens. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like, um, will this be a game that actually comes out on the Switch? Or will it be like like Breath of the Wild that was supposed to launch on the Wii U and be a Wii U exclusive? And then it also... It was not the Wii U, but then it was also delayed so that it could come out on the next Nintendo console. Will this be a Switch game or a Switch 2 game? Who knows? I just know that, you know, um, this is probably going to be the end of my social life when it comes out. So hopefully, yeah. yeah, so hopefully we'll, we'll talk about this problem in a couple of years. Um, but it'll be a problem, a good problem to have. We'll be talking about it a lot up until that point too, I'm sure. I've been playing Breath of the Wild again. And Why? Uh, we're going to talk about it, I guess. We can talk about it in, next month. But basically, I want to make sure that I, that I finish all of the side quests. Mm. And I'm currently at 185 hours of gameplay. 
my I, I want to go beyond 200 so that it becomes the game that I've played the most in my entire life. Um, wow. Yeah. So uh, I, I have like 25 side quests left to finish. Um, so I guess I guess we, we can follow follow back on that. Um, we can follow up on that. But uh, I want to try hit a 100 completion rate. 